production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can smart mowers do for your co-op? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect. My name is Andy Johns uh, with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Brad Naylor, uh, who is the supervisor of fleet facilities, and John Harkness, who is the senior for uh, senior VP of distribution services at Central Georgia EMC in Jackson, Georgia. Brad and John, thanks for joining me. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. So as as some of the listeners who have been on a while know, I am a uh, self-professed smart home nerd. And so when I heard the story about you guys using smart mowers to keep the grass under control there in uh, the middle of Georgia, uh, this is this is a, a podcast re- episode I knew that I wanted to record. So let's go ahead. Um, and John, why don't you start us off? But when we say smart mowers, you guys are using smart mowers. Um, what What have you guys got going on? We partnered with Husqvarna uh, about 18 months ago to try to streamline and reduce the cost of our, our uh, landscape maintenance costs. Um, every time we renewed our conventional contract, the escalation uh, of the contract price was just wearing us out. Uh, landscaping? Campus, yeah, that's right. Landscaping contract. Well, we have a large campus, uh, nearly 75 acres uh, total, with about 25 or so acres of grass that has to be maintained with that. Um, very chopped up campus, um, yards here, yards there, inside a fence, outside a fence, along state highway, uh, parking lots, uh, sidewalks, uh, very complex campus for conventional maintenance crews to try to handle. Uh, So with those rising costs and new technology available, uh, we decided internally to give smart mowers a try. Uh, In doing so, we tasked Brad with uh, acquiring a few different models, a few different brands, and test them, see what we could do with them, uh, what benefits we could get, stretch their potential, uh, after several months of testing, uh, the Husqvarna unit uh, far outweighed the others that we had. Uh, and then Brad began to reach out to Husqvarna uh, for a large-scale project. And we found out that we could, uh, in, in a sense, partner with them for development of a system across our entire campus. Um, in conjunction with that, we showcase. Uh, our system for them. Uh, we have uh, a, an open house or field day, I guess you'd call it, uh, every spring for them to bring out potential customers to show uh, what we've been able to do with their product, how it's worked for us, uh, what our benefits have been, and uh, basically just let them shine because their product has truly done a really nice job for us. Yeah, sounds like it. And so you guys are, just to kind of talk a little bit about um, uh, Central Georgia EMC, you guys are an electric co-op, obviously, but you've also got a fiber uh, play out there as well um, with the Connect um, Connect Fiber Broadband Service. So the the technology, you know, a lot of the topics that are out there right now, people are talking about the electrification of, uh, you know, different, um, different items, different appliances, different um, tools, that sort of thing. You've also got the smart home aspect of it. So I, I really like 
that you know you're kind of putting putting some of that into practice here. But uh, Brad, I don't know that a lot of people have have really seen a smart mower or know much about it. So, and, and it's a little tough being on just audio here. But a lot of folks kind of know what a Roomba is, and these are these look kind of like just bigger versions of the the Roombas for outside, right? Yeah. Well, they they uh, look like a uh, so if you take can picture a uh, push mower, they look like exactly like the body of a push mower without the handlebars. Okay. I mean, that's about the same way to put it. I mean, they look exactly like a push mower without the push mower. So they're about 28 pounds, about uh, 28 inches long, 22 inches wide, and about a foot tall. And so you guys have a whole bunch of these, a whole fleet of them out there. So I know when we were, we were talking the other day, um, you said it's been, um, and I don't know whether John wants to jump in or this is Brad, but um, it's been something that that certainly catches people's attention. And folks have, you know, when they're they're driving by and they're seeing them or whatever, it's, it's something that, that started a lot of conversations, it sounds like. Yes. So, yeah, and uh, our lawn areas, uh, we have several areas that are open to the public uh, around our front door, main lobby. Uh, we've got a unit that, that works around uh, our customer entrance. Um, we have units that are inside of security fences. Um, we have about a five acre field uh, between two of our buildings that is sits right on a, a corner intersection uh, where we have five units running and they're, they're highly visible from the state highway traffic and from our uh, foot traffic where the customers come into the facility. Got it. So I know when I, when I think about it, when I talk about it, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm coming from a PR communication side of things. I know that um, kind of that interaction and, and showing folks how to use some of these tools uh, is important, but the reason that you guys have deployed these is a is a cost savings, and I know you guys really did your homework on that. So um, I, I don't know how much how many of the details that you want to get into. I know a lot of them have have been published in the um, you know, local newspaper, that sort of thing. But talk us through a little bit about you mentioned that big landscaping contract. Talk us through a little bit about the savings and and operationally what what this has done for y'all. So we were spending roughly. Uh, $50,000 a year just in landscape maintenance. Uh, of course, we you can't eliminate all of that. Some of that included uh, pine straw, trimming, things of that nature, but a large part of that number was uh, contract labor for riding a conventional lawnmower, carrying a weed eater, blower, things of that nature. Um, so we've been able to reduce uh, that cost where we'll have a, a break-even point it roughly two years into our project. Uh, we are in the beginning of year two, uh, more than pleased with the performance of the units to date. Uh, I think Brad has our system set up where we have 17 units total uh, covering our 25 acres or so of actual lawn that we maintain. Uh, Brad can give you, we, we have a variety of mowers. They're not all the same. Uh, there are different sizes, shapes, uh, to them and different purposes, and, and Brad can go into um, the variety of the units we have. Uh, but we also uh, shave in cost. These units, on average, are about $12 a year to operate uh, worth of energy uh, for keeping the batteries charged for operation. Now, there's uh, blades that have to be changed, minor maintenance that goes in with them, uh, like there would be with any mower. But uh, you couldn't run a unit on our campus one time, one day for $12 worth of gas 
uh, and we're able to get uh, about $12 worth of energy over the course of an entire year. How about that? That's a pretty good number. Um, I think a lot of folks will be interested to hear that. Uh, you mentioned it there, John, but Brad, go ahead and talk us through some of the different units um, and then uh, kind of kind of why those different types units are are needed. But I guess before we go into that too much, so just so that folks understand how these work, these are are running. Um, tell us a little bit about the schedule and then how how you have them deployed. And then I think that kind of goes into the, what the different units are. Okay. Um, some of our areas, like I said before, we have areas all chopped up all over our campus. Some range, range from like an eighth of an acre all the way up to five acres for our large field. Um, and we currently have six different, I mean, I'm sorry, eight different models of mower we use. Everything from a small residential unit all the way up to a commercial four-wheel drive articulating unit that can go up a 70-degree bank. Um, but uh, most of our landscape here, we use uh, wired units. Uh, some use GPS guided. When you're saying wired, they're, they're all battery-operated, but you've got the wires kind of guiding them to show yeah, them boundaries. The, the guide, yes, the guide wires. Uh, so they operate similar to a Roomba, where a Roomba will bump into an obstacle or a perimeter like your outside walls of your house or, or the inside walls of your house. These come up on wires, similar like to a dog fence, a boundary wire for a dog fence. They come up to that wire, and they'll drive over it. And you can customize how far you want to drive over uh, through an app. But um, they come up come over that wire, stop, turn around, and go back the other way. So they come out from a centralized charging station, and they go around where however you have it laid out, mapped out with the wires, uh, for the boundary wires, and then uh, they go throughout that unit or throughout that area and just bounce off to different areas and just go back and charge themselves. And they're running, I think you said y'all have some of them set to run kind of seven to seven and they'll just run pretty much all the time and yeah. just take a little bit, a little bit off the top of the grass and kind of keep it all uniform. Yes, we our schedule, some run 24-7 because they're larger, they're in larger areas and they're the commercial grade mowers. But uh, some run from seven to seven every day or five days a week. And uh, we just control them with an app. We each of them are uh, set up custom kind of for the area they're in. So, yeah. I, I just have two or three. I, I could talk, we could talk quite a while about um, yeah. uh, this kind of stuff, but um, what have been, I know yesterday you mentioned um, ants, uh, but what have been some of the surprises as you've, uh, as you've worked on this? Has anything kind of surprised you in the project as you've, as you've gone along and rolled these guys out? Well, like I said, the ants, um, we, Ant hills are, are virtually almost invisible out there now. The mowers run so frequently. The ants don't have time to catch up and rebuild their mounds. And they get pushed further and further out in the perimeter of the areas. And you'll see them every now and then. They'll be on the outskirts of the area where they've built a, a nest or something. And, you know, we'll take care of that as they come up. But out in our main fields and areas, there, there's no ant hills. I was surprised at the the quality of the finished product uh, i'll have to say uh, i was very intrigued uh, with the idea of these mowers the the technology fascinated me but when brad plugged them in got them set up and they started running and you see this sporadic pattern that they have where they just kind of go here there and yonder with what you think is uh random uh 
my first thought was, oh, there's going to be spots missed all over the place. Yeah, Mohawks uh, and everything. Yeah. Once, uh, once they cover the entire area, it it's not really random. It looks as though it is, but it knows where it's going. It knows where it's been. It knows what it's missed. Um, and surprisingly, there haven't been any skip areas that we found. Uh, the only areas of really any needed maintenance are along the boundary wire. Uh, and that just depends on how close you want it to run uh, to curb lines, to the edge of the highway, things of that nature. Um, have to be a little careful running along a curb line. Uh, if you're too aggressive with how close you want to get to the curb, it will sometimes fall off the curb. Uh, so you still have to do a little manual trimming along the edges, things of that nature. But I have been really surprised at just how good of a job these units do. Uh, especially in the five-acre field, uh, that area looks like it's been mowed every day, and, and virtually it has been, but you never see the the ankle-high grass shoots. Um, you don't see the clumps of grass that you traditionally get if it rains for a week and your landscapers can't get in there, and then when they do come in, they mow. Uh, you have clumps of grass that you have to rake up. Uh, it is it is. It looks like a very neat, uh, freshly cut lawn every day. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty pretty strong uh, endorsement there. So I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but just uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, in terms of the PR value, I know you guys have um, have been in the. I think it was NRECA magazine. You've been in the local uh, newspaper. Um, you guys are now podcast stars. So there's that. Um, but uh, you know, back when you, when you think about the thirties, um, you know, the 1930s back when electricity was new and, uh, for a lot of rural areas, they did those road shows or, or, or had people come in and they were showing people the different appliances they could use to what electricity could do for them with, with washers and ovens and all those types of things. And to me, this is kind of the same, the same kind of idea that, you know, look at what technology, look at what beneficial electrification, look at what um, smart home type things can do. Uh, so let's, you know, just tell me a little bit as we're wrapping up here, um, what are some of the things that either employees or folks in the the community have said uh, when they, they come by and they see that you guys have something that's, um, I was going to try to go the whole episode without saying cutting edge, but um, the kind <laughs> of cutting edge technology that you guys, have, I couldn't help it. Uh, what are folks saying when they, they, they say something about the system you guys have set up? The, the public is highly intrigued. Uh, and, and I'm, I'd hate to guess at how many, but uh, I, I think that there have been quite a few sales uh, for residential uh, installations based on what uh, some of our customers members have seen as they've come by, looked at them, uh, and, and as they investigate what they may be able to do for them. Um, and you mentioned the road shows in the early days of electricity. Uh, that's one of the reasons we uh, like to have the open house here. Uh, of course, we can't take the units out on the road and actually show them, but we do open our, our areas up so that members can come by and see. Uh, we've really been focused on some of the school systems that we serve uh, for their electric uh, accounts uh, to help them with some of their lawn care maintenance in our larger industry areas. Uh, anytime we can help them use smarter energy uh, to maintain their campus, that's a win. 
for them. It's a win for Central Georgia. And of course, that's a win for the environment if we're able to cut emissions and CO2 back. Now, we're not talking large scale reductions, uh, but every little bit helps. Uh, and, and another big advantage to these units is there's no dust and there's no noise. Yeah. Uh, that That's huge. I don't think we'd mentioned that before, but you're not sitting in your office and hear the lawnmower go zooming by, uh, disturbing you while you're on a webinar or on a phone call. Uh, and if you walk outside on a, a break during the day or, or trying to leave in the afternoon, there's not a cloud of dust. Uh, there's not this uh, smell of fresh cut grass that so many people seem to be allergic to these days. Uh, it always looks like it's done without the nuisance of, uh, of actually being done. A good point. Last question. And Brad, I'll start with you before we jump back over to John. Uh, what advice do you have for somebody? You mentioned there's been some interest of in whether they are um, a, a school system or whether there's somebody listening who's who's got a either a telephone co-op or an electric co-op or, a, a you know, whatever the utility is with some some space around it. What advice do you have to somebody who's listening to this and say, you know, this this might be the kind of thing that we want to start at, at our place? What, what advice would you give them, Brad? Uh, to do their research. Um, to, uh, this, like I said, we use eight different mowers here, eight different models. Uh, each one has its own benefit and reason for being in the area it's in. Uh, need to evaluate the, the type of area they're going to want to cut and what they what they want to get out of it. You know, if, is it going to be a, a rough terrain area? Is it going to be flat and smooth? Is it going to be, we have an area here that is about a 70 degree incline that one of our mowers goes up and down every day cutting up and down that so they need to really look and see you know do the research and see which mowers will be the best fit for them yeah and, and john to piggyback on that um you know what advice do you have but also did you have any trouble kind of ru running this up the chain and and getting everybody to buy in that, hey this is this is an expensive idea but but a good one and it'll pay back what advice do you have either for folks wanting to to do it or for folks just trying to get jump through some of those hoops and get things approved Oh, we didn't have any trouble from uh, running it up the chain. The the overarching idea actually came to us from our chief operating officer who saw a very similar product uh, at a high-end resort, maintaining okay. a little bit small area. Um, and we kind of, Brad and I kind of ran with that of how do you make this a larger scale? Uh, for me, I would say folks need to look at their ROI. Uh, it makes sense in a lot of cases to go to a smart mower. Uh, in some cases, uh, it does not. Uh, and you need, really need to look at your specific situation. Technology is gonna continue to improve. The mowers are gonna get bigger, stronger, longer lasting, uh, more durable, and to cover much larger areas. Uh, there are units out there now that they're working with for uh, golf courses, greens, keepers, things of that nature. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, subdivision lots, small uh, rural lots, you know, with a couple of acres of yard, uh, it might make good sense for you to consider one of these uh, as opposed to buying a conventional zero turn mower or something of that nature based on the cost of, of both systems. Um, but the technology is coming. So for now, I'd say uh, look at your investment on each end, look at your maintenance and operation cost make the decision that's best for you uh, uh, currently, uh, but know that the technology is 
is emerging and bigger, stronger, faster, more durable unit will be coming. Oh yeah. That's always, that's always working on something uh, bigger and better. So, uh, well, John and Brad, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you. Thank you. They are Brad Naylor and John Harkness. Both of them are with Central Georgia EMC in Jackson, Georgia. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.